living the dream I'm in love with the lights This is not just a game This here is my life Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah Hello everybody, coming in hot from a lovely day in Southern California. I am your host, Omar Miller. I know you've missed me because this is The Ozone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to cover. Man, oh man, we've had some technical difficulties, we had some problems, but guess what? We're back, and we're back with a vengeance, and we want to jump right into it, into some boxing news. Let's talk about the bout that was, but that really wasn't. The, the bout that never was. Yeah, Canelo Kovalev. Now, I caught a lot of heat. I went on the ring report, spoke to my man Doug Fisher, shout out to Doug, in Ring Magazine, and he started off as impressed by Canelo's win. After I got a hold of him, I spoke about what it is that I really felt like wasn't necessarily so impressive about Canelo's win, because he tried to pick on the easiest of the 175-pound champions. And which ran into a nightmare. A smart thing to do. I don't think he really ran into a nightmare. I mean, he ran into a guy that was gun-shy. But he ran into a nightmare because that guy peppered him for, what, 10, 11 Yeah, yeah 10, 10 rounds. That was a nightmare for him. He even said afterward in the in the post is that... He felt his bunches. Yeah, he felt his punches. He said it was, it was more, way more difficult than he thought it was going to be. To get inside. Uh-huh. Now, the reason we do this, I know how it sounds. It sounds like we got something personal or bone to pick with Canelo, and we really don't. I really don't. This is what I'm telling you. I don't have any problems with Canelo Alvarez. The times that I've met him, he seems like a wonderful young man. Yeah. I don't think Canelo Alvarez is scared to fight anybody. But whatever the situation is, Canelo Alvarez has become the face of boxing, and everything is always in his favor. From the franchise champion belt, which allows him to roam divisions at his leisure without any mandatory fights to right. keep his belts. Two, um, being able to pick and choose which... The who, when, what's, where, and why. The, the entire A-side argument, yes. basically. So now, Kovalev just fought seven, eight weeks before this fight in a difficult fight against a young stud that he beat. So obviously he wasn't healed. I don't think he was healed. And he's already on his way out. He's 36 years old. Well, and to me, it just really looked like, honestly, I'm not going to call the fight a fix, but it didn't look like he really cared about winning or losing. He really, at that point in the fight, he you felt that way. He could have literally ran and and been successful, not by the judges' scorecards, though. But he, so then, how could he have been successful? Well, with him not knowing the scorecards and fighting fighting the way that he fought, he and everybody, you think he, you think he felt like he was up. Yeah, everybody felt like he was up. Though the only people that didn't feel like he was up were the people that was that were pumping him. You know, the announcers saying that he was the man. I mean, that he was losing, and nobody that well, watched that the, fight, the judges and the scorecards didn't believe that he was up either, because at the time of the knockout, they had Canelo up. Uh, ninety six, ninety four. I think it was. And I everybody had Canelo up by by two rounds, meaning that it was six to four Canelo. I had it seven to three for Kovalev at that point, primarily because Canelo didn't throw many punches because he was getting peppered when he did because he would swing and miss, and you swing and miss, it takes a lot out of you, and then getting hit, and then getting hit on the top of that. Come on, dude, that's a lot. And they tried to sell it like he didn't get touched, like he was blocking the shots. That was the worst I've ever seen him look after a fight. He looked pretty bad, actually. Yes. He looked pretty bad after the yes. fight. 
Um, but it's a bigger man. They they have weight classes for this a reason. Is, this is the bigger man. Yeah, and actually, this is the first time I've ever really seen him be hurt. He was literally hurt in the eighth round. Of the he league. was hurt in the eighth round. Nobody has talked about that, yeah, and, and he played it off well. This is this did. is actually a better. Uh, that, that was the best thing that he had done in that fight. Yeah, because he played that off well. Although the crusher didn't really look like he was interested in going after him. He didn't seem like he went after him much after that. He uh, and the crusher didn't seem like he knew that he had him hurt, which was a surprise. Which is. Very rare with a guy who's known for a uh, knockout people. artist. Yeah, the guy yeah. For knocking people out. He, he's a, the sleepwalker. To me, it was anticlimactic. Part of the reason it was anticlimactic is because it took eleven rounds for a knockout that I expected to happen much sooner. Kind of similar to the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor thing. No disrespect to either of these guys because it wasn't a spectacle like that, right? Uh, because it wasn't like one guy carried another guy. Well, and not only that, it was two boxers fighting. Not that, that's what I mean. So I'm not I'm not trying to. Make a claim there or disrespect anybody. anybody. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, the fight was pretty boring for the most part. And even because, the fight was really boring. Yeah, but because Canelo was just sitting up there getting peppered by Kovalev. By a jab, waiting to set jab. up big shots or big body shots. That never happened, really. Because maybe, Kovalev... Maybe, maybe total, I would say he landed maybe five or six of the big shots. Of his big shots. And one thing that was surprising about the knockout... Again, the knockout actually was beautiful, a beautiful knockout, because he hit him on top of his head and messed up his equilibrium. Then he finished him off with the big hook. Um, but I didn't buy it. He hit him on the chin several times throughout the fight, and Kovalev kind of, yeah, Kovalev kind of just like shook it off. I just have, find it hard to believe that a guy his size who hasn't been knocking down anybody all, can come up to the big boys and knock one of those guys out like it was, you know, not nothing. like it was nothing, but it was like nothing when you saw him get knocked out. Kovalev has been hit on the top of – Kovalev is soft to the body, not to the yes. chin. And one thing that I – what I will say that I found pretty interesting is is that, like you said, Canelo hasn't knocked anybody out uh, in that kind of vein. Many a moons. Yeah, he knocked out Rocky Fielding, which nobody counts right. because that was for the belt, the regular belt at 168. Um, that was he, a layup. Yeah, and I don't think he's knocked anybody out at 160. I don't think he's knocked anybody out since 154. But the reason I could roll with it is because Kovalev is known for being the drinker, not necessarily doing his work when it comes to a fight in the fighting circles. He's known to not necessarily be as committed to the fight game itself. So but in the eighth round, if Kovalev would, that stuff catches up to you, so yeah, maybe maybe that's a reason. No, but in the eighth round, if Kovalev would have done anything that resembled Kovalev, he would have put him to sleep. But he was tired. He was not tired in the eighth round. He didn't have it. He did have it. He didn't have it. John. He did have it. He didn't he want did. to give it up. Give it up. I got to give it up. Oh, nice. You sound good today. Thank good you, bitch. So you feel like the fight is fixed, is what you're telling me. Um, was I'm, I'm leaning that way. I'm leaning that way. And we saw some footage from Badu Jack that kind of sounded like he felt that that might have been a similar case. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't say that, but, you know, boxers you hardly ever hear say that. Yeah, very but, rare. But there was a lot of people who felt like the fight was boring and suspect. Now, one thing that they did that was a big surprise on the zone was the zone's whole shtick is about how pay-per-view is dead. And if pay-per-view is dead... And we're supposed to be subscribing to their service, which I do, which I think is a great service. I it's do their, as well. It's their presentation that's lacking. Mm-hmm. We can't hold up the biggest fight in the world for a pay-per-view event, which what's going on the same night. Right. Especially another pay-per-view fight. I'm bad sport. Yeah. yeah. I'm bad sport. And they, they, they held it up for an hour and it looked really bad. They showed the boxers laying around on the 
table. And I don't want to see my fighters laying around. No, I don't want to see them taking a nap. I want to see them working out, getting sweaty and ready That's to it. chunk them. But I want to see some somebody very angry for having to wait. I don't want to see somebody who's now lackadaisical, you know, playing cards and you know, smoke <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> that, that works. Yeah, that was that wasn't the move. I don't feel like that was the move whatsoever. And what ended up happening with it uh, was apparently they played the UFC fight in the arena so that the people in the arena didn't have a problem with it at all. Right. Uh, but everybody which at home... Sort of cool. Yeah, which is really cool because it kept them calm. But the people at home did not feel it. And it was became a, a serious point of contention on social media. Everybody well, was talking about it. Well, and a lot of fight fans really don't care for the UFC. It just, it's vice versa. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. They, I, don't, I don't know that many crossover fans where yeah. the, you have a lot of you know guys that are following all combat sports. Right. I was surprised that they did that. It was an interesting choice. An artistic choice, even. If you could take that move. One that I don't, I didn't necessarily agree with. We'll see what the zone does in the future. Um, but, you know, it was what it was. Now, for you, where does Canelo stand in history? Uh, does this victory, this historic victory of him being a four-weight Mexican champion do something for you as far as his historical standpoint? And what does he do next? It doesn't solidify anything for me. First and foremost, I never thought that he beat Gennady. I'm a Gennady fan as well, and I really like Canelo in this younger phase when they were developing him to be a great fighter. Now I feel like he's more of a paper champion than an actual great fighter because there's a lot more challenges that he can actually face. Right now, they're they're picking or pairing him to the right fighters instead of him being the person that I think that he is who would really... He's not the problem. Yeah, he's not the problem. That He's not scared. He's not the problem. No, and he really feels that he could beat anybody, and yeah. which he should... As feel that champion, way. Uh-huh, as a champion. But I really don't feel like he's, you know, done anything to solidify himself in history. The records are now the dead. best fights are the two fights against Golovkin. Yes. Yes. The and first, and the, first, the first fight, the first fight was clearly lopsided uh, for Golovkin. The second fight was much tighter. But I the, can see how an individual could give him a draw. Um, I, th- I had, fight, I, yeah, I had Gennady winning the fight seven to five. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe the fight was 6-6. Maybe the fight was 7-5 for Canelo. But the way that the scorecards are, it always comes down to the same thing. When After he signed this $365 million deal, you need to knock Canelo out to get anywhere near a decision. It's being right. clearly said by all of the scorecards in every fight. Right. But I, will, I won't go as far as to call him a paper champion because he beat up Danny Jacobs. He didn't beat him up. He, he didn't beat him up, but he beat Danny Jacobs. He beat Danny. Sorry, and, right. and I would like to he, say that he did beat Danny Jacobs. He, but every he beat every, Danny. but every other decision in between that time has been a question mark. You know what I'm saying? Any except for Rocky Fielding, any kind right. of which is a question mark for even to be in, taking the fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But any competitive fight, I haven't seen him the seen him be the better fighter. Right. So the Cotto fight, he got a, he got he got the the decision on that. I thought that fight was closer than they called it. Even if we give him the win for that, that's cool. Yeah. Let's, let's say he won that fight, which was a good, good, was fight, a good fight. You know, and Cotto was towards the end of his road, but it was still a good fight. And I don't think he won that fight. But but let's just say he did. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions when we start going over it with Canelo that are very very Canelo uh, laden. Even the idea he putting a Canelo on you. Well, it's not him though. That's the thing. This is why it always sounds personal. It's not him that's yeah. doing this. Yeah. Even the fight against Floyd Mayweather that everybody with eyes saw that he lost, he got one card, which is amazing. Right. He got one scorecard that said he won that fight. Because they were saying that Cinnamon was the next thing coming at that point. And so, Arizlandi Lara, a lot of people felt like that was suspect. 
Uh, just it's just a lot of fights. Main thing for me is I'd like to see Canelo fight the best in the world at whatever weight class he chooses at the right time. But but then so if you're gonna fight at 175, fight the two guys that are the most dangerous guys there, Bivol and Better Bev. And then when you do that and you win, nobody can say anything. Nobody can say anything. I doubt it. And but I don't want to see a tainted decision. This, I don't want to. I don't yeah, want to see that yeah. anymore. I'm tired of seeing boxing do this. Where you get these tainted decisions because because Kovalev scorecards you mean yeah with the scorecards because uh-huh. Kovalev dominated that fight all the way up until he got knocked out and if you gave him three rounds you're being generous because I felt like he lost what I think it was seven two pretty much all the way up until you know that that the tenth or eleventh round I felt like it was seven two and you could have they don't do draws in the round anymore equal, equal rounds but so you felt like it was seven two and one on your yes card. so then. Um, Potential fights for Kovalev, for for Canelo. Kovalev should just ride off with his twelve and a half million dollars, whatever. Oh, don't he got. sleep. He will. And he should. And he should go live well. Yeah. Um, but potential fights for Canelo at seventy five. You got better BF. You got Bivol. Sixty eight. You got David Benavidez Jr., which I don't think he wants to see. No, that heavy handed dude that fought Durrell. Uh-huh. But he's he's and tall. than him. And he's yeah, but, tall. But Benavidez is six two and young and young um, with pop. You got that that kid Caleb Plant, which a lot of people don't believe in, but I think he's a really good fighter. Mm-hmm. At one sixty, you have the the trilogy fight with Gennady Golovkin, which heavily favors Canelo at this, at this point, point. Of, this, of their career. But now with the new trainer, it might not because what they I don't know with not not hit hunting and start right. working on Canelo's body, yep. which is easier to do for a fighter like Gennady, who's about the same size and stature. Then you have uh, Big Charlo at one sixty, and he wants none of that smoke, child. You got Andrade. At 160. I think he has the potential to beat Andrade, though. I think Canelo, I take Canelo over Andrade. Cause I don't think Canelo, I don't think Andrade hits hard enough to make Canelo respect him. Right. But now, I haven't seen Andrade put people to sleep. Yeah. You but what to- Andrade could do is to pepper him with that jab and maybe give him some cuts. But other than that, I don't think that cannot, uh, Andrade could win a decision. That's, he won't problem. win a decision. One thing that's beautiful about Canelo is, is you see the discipline in his fights. Canelo has the discipline in his fights to stick to his fight plan. And that's a, a testament to the Reynoso brothers, which is well. I feel like he lost his discipline this last fight. This I didn't. He stayed. He stayed. He kept his hands up, and he stayed trying to get to the body until his opening opened up, and he and then he executed. Um, but moving on, we got a lot to cover. Uh, honestly, a more impressive outing to me was young Ryan Garcia. The kid was impressive. The kid came out, didn't even let the guy get a shot off. Basically, he messed up the he messed up the whole fight night. <laughs> he messed up the fight night. That was the reason they had a big gap. Right? He knocked that guy out with fifty seven seconds or some forty seven seconds. Yeah. That looked good. He looked really good. And that was the best I've ever seen him look. And me too. And it, it you can see the benefit of him working with the Reynosos, with Canelo's trainers, and with Canelo himself, mm-hmm. and the stuff that that's done for him. So good out, good kudos for him. Be interesting to see what happens next with him. There's a lot of fights at 35 and 30. A lot of fights. Yeah, the monster, the boogeyman is Vasily Lomachenko. Um, I don't think he could beat Lomachenko. There would be way too much. Brain. Ryan Garcia? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Uh, I don't. I, 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 you got Tank Davis. Um, you got a lot of young guys down there. Haney is down there. A lot of guys down there for fights for that. Now, uh, moving on, what was your take on this on this spectacle of that the zone put on that was actually interesting to me? I think it's something they did last year that didn't get enough credit. Two regular guys put on a pay per view fight and they made about ten million dollars doing it. They sold it for ten bucks because they're YouTube stars and everybody. Uh, bought it and although they were extremely graphic and 
you know, lewd and vulgar in promoting the fight. I guess that's part of the deal. They went and got real boxing trainers, and we're talking about KSI and then uh, Logan Paul. Now, they had a fight. I still haven't seen the fight. Did you see the fight? I didn't watch it. I just watched the highlights. And there was some controversy. I actually felt like it was more interesting than some of the fight blog action that we saw from uh, Paul's trainer, Shannon Briggs. Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Shout out to the champ. He had to smack some people around out in front of Stable Center, one of Badu Jack's homeboys. What time it was. Unfortunately, uh, for that guy. And uh, But... Again, it was a success. Millions of people tuned in on the zone to watch these two guys who are regular guys decide to fight. Right. Uh, it's very interesting because back in the day, everybody would get together when uh, someone was fighting and just in the neighborhood and watch people fight. So why wouldn't you have a camera? Why wouldn't you put it up? And they're doing it, they're doing it on Instagram and stuff for free a lot of times. So if you can get paid for it, hey, more power to you. True story, Tom. And this weekend, a fight that you can catch the Ozone at is the rematch of Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz, a.k.a. King Kong, in Vegas. Now, the first fight was a great fight, a fight of the year candidate. And honestly, Ortiz took Wilder's punch, got up and punished him. And it seemed like his rumored age, which is supposed to be in his into his fifth decade, is that he... Uh, he didn't have that extra gear that he needed, if you will, to I, I think finish the fight. I think it was reaction time more so than anything. You can see uh-huh. that he wanted to throw punches that he couldn't actually throw. Because had Deontay almost out of there yeah. in the seventh round, almost out on his feet. Yeah, didn't get it, him off his feet it, though. It just, just let let up on him a little bit, and that's all somebody, someone needs who's a champ. And uh, and Deontay showed big heart. He this showed is, big heart. To that point, that was the best fight. I'd still say that's his best fight that I've ever seen him fight. No question. Now, I think that what he's going to do, which might get him in trouble this fight, is I know how he is when he wants to put somebody to sleep. He wants to knock this guy out. He wants to knock out Ortiz. And if he wants to knock out Ortiz, what he's going to have to do is to come out there and charge him. And Ortiz is the big thumper. And, yeah. he, and he might end up running into something that and, he didn't want to run into. and <laughs> Like a Mack truck. And, and Ortiz, is, uh, he looks good. He looks great. But you know what? I want to. What you want to speak on? Just all these guys, like we're just speaking about Canelo and Ortiz and everything. Those guys were on the juice before. And it's always, we just. We, we for, just sweep it under the rug. We just sweep it under the rug because we, okay, we grant forgiveness, but we grant forgiveness, but we can't forgive the offense. And these guys have offended by taking the stuff. So we can't act like now that it hasn't helped them or some form of helped them now, which is very unfortunate, you know, and this is the consequence of him taking the stuff. He should have that cloud about him. Right. You know, and everybody sweeps it under the rug, especially with Canelo. Yeah. Yeah, with both of them. He's uh, clearly he's staying away from the Mexican meat now. <laughs> and there seems to be a problem with uh, more steroid activity. Like you were talking about, they're, tar- they're arguing about Eddie Hearn losing his license. Yeah, because he wants to move that fight uh, with Danny Jacobs and Chavez Jr. to uh, Arizona. Because Chavez Jr. won't take a test. Because he won't take the test because more than likely he's probably dirty because he's tested dirty in the past. Now, but he's tested dirty, I don't think, for steroids. I do believe he's tested dirty for like I don't know, John. I think he just tested dirty. No, I think he's tested dirty for a little bit of everything. And he's on just a plethora of drugs. Yeah, whatever it is, it's an enhancer. (laughs) Yeah. Enhances his mood. (laughs) He's over to suggestion. Over to suggestion. Artistic choice. Artistic choice. All right, moving on. Into the world of football. The biggest news in the world of football is Miles Garrett. If you didn't know about it, and you've been living under a rock, but there's a melee that took place. 
and it took place out in Cleveland on a Thursday night game. At the end of a game, the rookie quarterback from uh, Pittsburgh, for some reason, decided to try to tear the helmet off during a sack on a 270-pound 6'5 man, and then things got completely out of hand. Honestly, that was out of hand. And if we go one step farther than that, why are the starters on the field with eight seconds left and the game is out of control? Well, the, you know what? Everybody usually lightens up at that point because yeah. the game's out of control. And, and nobody really wants and, anybody to get but up. But it seems like there was some kind of other undertone of something going on. That was already so. established yeah, was already throughout established. the game. Yeah, and there was something going on. I heard uh, some of the other pundits talking about how when you play Pittsburgh, it's dialed up another level. But I, I didn't really get that feeling. With that game, it I was watched. like that when they played the Ravens. Yeah, we'll say that. I've yeah, with the Ravens. Yeah, game. with the Ravens. Yeah, but with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I don't know, but it, the game got out Midwest of control. Got real, and and Miles Garrett now is in jeopardy of losing his career. Of losing his career. Yeah, a guy it seems like a More great guy actually, and a great player, and he lacked the discipline. Even though Randolph pulled off, pull, tried to pull his helmet off first, you can't respond in that kind of kind. You That's just crazy. can't do it. Yeah, you hit him on the top of the head, on top of the head with the helmet. You could have killed him on live television. On live television, and they showed eighteen different angles and thirty thousand replays. And say he would have went to sleep that night and didn't wake up, we all would have been privy and witness to a murder. And then he would be saying, "Right now, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And that, and now he's saying he's back. sorry. I, I know, mean, and I believe that it. he has regret and remorse. Yeah, but this is after the fact. You're a professional athlete. I know that football is a violent sport. And it's and we always gotta have the discipline. Yeah, we always you gotta have it, child. <laughs> gotta have the discipline. And we always expect these guys to do more or be more than what they are. And they're basically we we want to see these gladiators out there in a battle, and then you want them to be able to turn it off. And it just doesn't happen like that. Yeah, it those, doesn't. Those guys are you know very aggressive, very violent. They prove that on the field and off, and then we're surprised when they prove it on the field as well. Because hitting somebody in the head with one of those helmets that weigh probably about how many pounds. I mean, even like three to four, but five pounds. But either way, it goes being it's swung hard, you, classic yeah. being swung at you by a two hundred and seventy pound man who can probably bench press close to five hundred pounds, right? And it's full of adrenaline. It's dangerous. Well, and your if man, I went outside and I did that right now to my neighbor who bothers me all the time. If I, I walked outside and <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do it to you. So, and went outside and cracked him over the head with with a, a helmet that's in my car or with anything, I'm going to prison. As you should. <laughs> You're a minister society. You're out of control, dude. Out of control. So he's lucky that he's not facing criminal charges. And I hate I, Well Rudolph I, said he wasn't going to press charges. He just called him a bunch of names. Right. And I and I hate to see I hate to see that. I hate to see that as an option. And I hate to see the ramifications, even though they're necessary. I hate to see a young man potentially ruin his life behind this. Yeah, because football is not forgiven like that and you'll end up losing Everything because they don't have guaranteed money. Yeah. Which is a bad look. So you know what we need to do? We need to do our NFL list of who's real and who's trash. Because it's grown. It, or has it shrunk? It, I mean, it's it's shrunk on who's real. It's grown as in who's trash. If you guys remember, we were the first to speak about the league having a complete lack of parody. And it got picked up and ran with all over ESPN, Fox Sports, the whole yeah. song and dance. Let's retake this situation. Chicago Bears. Trash. 
trash, especially I was playing with him on Madden. I had to get off of him. <laughs> I mean, Mitchell Trubisky shrunk down to below 70 as a quarterback rating, which is terrible. I mean, they're terrible. Their defense is even a little suspect right now. Dallas Cowboys. The jury's still out. The I jury's th- still out. I, I won't give I, them trash. I think they're trash, though, honestly, because Dak is actually lighting it up now because he's trying to get that check. But other than that, I mean, they anytime they come up against a quality opponent, they usually yeah. don't get the job done. Um, and then let's say Ram time is Sean garbage. McVay. They're garbage. It's Sean McVay. Sean McVay has give the, the ball to Todd Gurley and quit saying that something. Something might be wrong with Todd Gurley because when Todd Gurley comes in the game, if you give him the ball, they gave him peels off nine yards. Like it's nothing. Twelve carries last game. He had seventy-eight yards. Most of the time, guys get twenty carries to get a hundred yards. This dude had right. twelve carries, seventy-eight yards. Let him have the ball and and, and, and reap the fruits of it because now what's that, happening is well, well I can blame that on me. Blame it on me. You know, I take responsibility. <laughs> I you know, this is a bad play call on my behalf. Come on, man. I'm over it. Well, and then it puts Jared Goff in a really bad position because, like you said, the defense, no matter who they play, doesn't have to respect the run so that they can right. sit back on the pass and pick him off left and right. And then you're blaming Jared Goff. Ram fans, what you're blaming which, Jared Goff. It's not he, Jared Goff's he's fault. He's not calling the plays. He's got an offensive coordinator that's over there with his little board, which is McVay, and, and making the call, and they're calling 60-something passes a game. Unreal. Yeah, and you have one of the best running backs in football trying to save him for the playoffs that you might not make it to. The Chiefs. Chiefs are real. Chiefs are real. <laughs> Chiefs are real. They even with mediocre defense. They're real. And even with what they they do the right thing. This is actually a testament. You won't hear me say this often to the brilliance of Andy Reid. Yes, is because he puts his defense in a position with his offense that the defense yes. can sit back and play the pass. Yes. So he puts you in a bad situation. Jack. He sure does. You're down, and, and that's even what happened. Mahomes was hurt. Right. And then you have to pass. And when you have to pass, then he's sitting back there with with his, you know, because he doesn't really have a great crazy pass rush like that. But then they're back there picking people off. Right. You're the Chiefs putting the Chiefs on you. Houston Texans. They're in the middle of the pack. Jury's out. Yeah. When you have Deshaun a guy like Deshaun Watson, but they, you always have a chance to be real. Their defense is terrible. Their the yeah. secondary is terrible. J.J. Watt got hurt. They're not up to code. New England Patriots. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They're real. But I just said that just because. But they're, but I don't know, though. I'm, they've already of, played two real teams. Yeah, they've, what two? Buffalo and Buffalo's not real though. Oh, Buffalo's trash. Buffalo's trash. Mm-hmm. Buffalo doesn't have any offense. You have Josh yeah. Allen, but you don't have. Any but they receiver. gave them a run. Yeah, but they gave them a run because defense will do that. One of the things that going back to the Patriots that I've recognized that they do. Bill Belichick is great at taking away your weapons, but if you play a team that has multiple weapons, then he can't focus on that particular weapon. Which then in but turn you have to recognize. Yes, that. but then you have to recognize that, and then in turn, so if you're you have a great running back, he'll stack the box, make you have to pass. If you have a you know a great receiver, he'll lock that receiver down giving them double triple run or make you have, you have to run secondary yeah. slot guys yeah but these teams they they don't make the adjustments and i you know i can't really sign off on the page we know that they're winners i'm never going to say that the patriots aren't winners to me the biggest but they have to play the patriots, quality opponents the biggest thing that the patriots have working for them bill belichick is bill belichick but also the fact that they play in that weak division which allows them to get to buy every year that extra game is critical right that's that you a would have to play division man in a, in a playoff situation let's keep it rolling the ravens ravens are real very real <laughs> very real they very went up there real. and gave it to new england hollywood is real hollywood's real mark andrews is real man lamar jackson is super real yes he's virgin he's on the verge of supernova and they picked up marcus peters hello they have defense now. San Francisco 49ers are real. Are real. Are very real. And low key, they lost to Seattle, but 
that was just a, a there was a lot of they and they had a lot of guys not playing right and a series of missing. First uh, of all, they missed George Kittles. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, George Kittles, Kittles is playing the man. Yeah, he's their main. They didn't play. My main <laughs> Yeah, but no, but they're real. Their defense real. is real. They're their real. offense is real. Three head they're running real. backs. They got a. They're a problem. They're a problem. With Jimmy Garoppolo calling it, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Minnesota Vikings, not real. Ooh, even though Dalvin Cook is super real. Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Diggs, but and I would give it, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, but their defense is suspect, and I think this is coming down to coaching that. In the big games, they won't be able to get it done. So let's not call them trash. Oh yeah, but we I need another. Like, we need a mediocre. I don't feel turn. like they're real. Um, Philadelphia Eagles. Phil, I love. I like Carson Wentz. We spoke to. I spoke just re picked up JJ. Yeah, and I spoke to somebody on set about it too. A Philadelphia fan on your set, and um, a lot of Philadelphia Eagles fans. Yeah, but she was upset. And I'm yeah. telling her that she Carson wasn't sold. Yeah, Carson Wentz is the real deal. I know that Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, but he's the one that got him there. Yeah, and I mean, what can you do about Tracy L? Yeah, who that? New Orleans Saints. They're real. New Orleans is real. New Orleans. And they're scary. And Anytime. Scary. They got it. Drew Brees knows how to win. Sean Payton knows how to win. Yeah, and you have one of the best receivers in football. And one of the best running backs. And one of the best cornerbacks in my shot. Hey, come on, man. Yeah. This is serious business. Yeah. And now I'm going to just take it straight up to my favorite, helmed by the best player in all of football, the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. They're not real. You keep saying they're not real. Russell Wilson puts you in a position to win games. Yeah, but once the rubber meets the road and then and they have to play against, you know, a, a team that's not going to be doing a lot of drop passes and everything, they don't have a running game. They run try to run Carson as he's a number one running back, but he's really not. And Russell Wilson is working. They got Josh Gordon and everything. But Pete Carroll's theory is to hike the ball and watch Russell Wilson run. That's not enough. That's not going to win the big games eventually. Eventually, somebody's going to shut that down. They'll have a scheme. They'll have a spy on Russell Wilson. And he won't be able to just like that last play when we watch it. on finds a way, man. Yeah, I, I love Russell. Wilson ever since he's been in the league I think he's the best quarterback in football I do last, too right now but, but I feel like three years exactly but you have to give him the tools that he needs to be successful you don't have a great offensive line you don't have a number one running back you don't have a number one receiver what is the guy supposed to do Josh Gordon looked great in, Josh Gordon is always limited great. <laughs> very limited work he looked stud, great man. do the stud um Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego no not real no trash no I give them trash. I'm giving them trash because they lost to the Oakland Raiders. You can't lose to the Raiders and be real. Are the Raiders real? <laughs> Are the Raiders real? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? With Chucky back there too, man. Come on. Uh, all right. So keeping it on, uh, keeping it in the NFL theme. As we speak, Colin Kaepernick is working out for 24 plus teams. A list that started apparently. At 11. 11. Yeah. Is it real or is it fake? Is it a PR stunt? Um, there's a bunch of guys who are also looking for that shot who stood in solidarity with him, like Sean Witherspoon. Eric Reed came out and said, I hope it's just not fake. Of course, they threw Jay-Z's name all over the place, saying that he was the one who pushed for the for the tryout. Smeared with Jay-Z. Uh, and let's, I mean, there's no real way to see, there's no real way of saying what's going to happen until real. afterwards. I think it's real, but the thing of it is is that I think that he's going to have a bunch of points that he has to, you know, they're probably going to have to give him the 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 condition book telling him how he needs to act and what he needs to do to get back in the league. You know, they have to try to belittle him a little bit. And um, even the tryout, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, even they're the tryout is going to try to belittle him. Humiliate him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That he has to try out when all of the Colin other, Kaepernick, all these other try out, all these the other bums, some of them that are starters are in the right. league. And and you're saying that he needs to try out? I mean, we know that he's a better athlete than probably sixty percent, sixty quarterbacks uh, of all the athletes in the NFL. 
So, so he was a phenom. Yeah, he was a phenom. So phenom. we can't act like he probably can't play. I know he's older, but one of the things that you do get with the age not playing in NFL is you don't get the wear and tear on your body. With that, he should be able to be successful, especially as a backup. And a lot of teams need quarterbacks right now. But I feel like it's a PR stunt. I feel like they're going to go over there, and there's a bunch of teams that want to sign him, but somebody had to sign off on him being able to do that, you know, to even get the tryout. And who's the man? Who's the man that got the thumb <laughs> to push the button right? or to take the thumb off of his neck or put the thumb on his neck? And that's right. the person that everybody needs to go after. Hmm. All right, moving on to our favorite. It just ended. But when the sun is out like this, folks, you have to think of Major League Baseball. Extra crispy. It's go time. Now, all of the awards came out. Yeah, unfortunately. Mike Trout, is he your MVP? <laughs> a negative. There's no way that this dude could be the MVP. He's a great athlete. He's a, a crazy baseball talent. But giving a guy the MVP on a losing team, a team that's usually barely 500, when you got other guys in the league like Bregman and DJ LeMayhew who actually play in major markets and carry their team. DJ LeMayhew carried his team for the most part like, of the year. I feel like season. DJ LeMayhew got cheated more than Alex Bregman in this. Yeah. Well, I, 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 didn't I mean, you are not too because Alex Bregman also – because one of the things that I don't think that they look at it in the quantification of it all is – these guys are playing multiple positions as well. Huge. That, and that's so hard to do. Yeah. At the, so at the upper level, the highest level, and they're mixing it's and matching these. Yeah. Man. I saw somebody running DJ LeMayhew uh, down about missing a ball at first base. First and foremost, he's not a first baseman. At all. Then he went to third base. He went to second base. He's at first base. I and, think he might have played left field at some yeah, point. And you guys are mad at him. This is ridiculous. He's DJ a second Le- baseman. He's a second baseman. And, he's and a great, really good second baseman. He's a great ball player. But not to take anything away from Mike Trout because everybody feels like I hate Mike Trout. I don't hate Mike Trout. Mike Trout's numbers always put him in the conversation. What we're saying. That's all it should what, be. What, I, what I'm saying, what we're saying is I, I went on Fox Sports Radio yesterday with Chris Broussard and uh, Rob Parker. Shout out to the homies. But in real life, there needs to be a separate award or the awards need to run through the playoffs. There's no way that you can tell me that the most valuable player is on a team that with or without him doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> that means he could be the best player in baseball. I'm not saying that he's not. Yeah, didn't he that. could be. But what I'm saying is, if he's the most valuable, the term most valuable for the league, not just for his team, yes. for the league, if you're the most valuable player, you shouldn't be at home in October. Watching the, the playoffs in the World Series every game. With Anthony Rendon, who was clearly the MVP overall this year. Yes. Because he got it done all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the other guys. But now then we go to the National League. But wait Hometown minute. fella, wait, wait Cody Bellinger won it. And shout out to Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers. I know you felt like Christian Yelich should have won it. Yeah, but I want to jump back because yep. you said that there should be a particular award, and there is, and that's the Silver Slugger. He got the Silver Slugger. Let him have the Silver Slugger and move on. Move on and give the people their just dues. I did listen. I hear you. Um, Bellinger won it despite having a shaky last five to six weeks of the season and another poor playoff performance. Um, I would go with Yelich still. I mean, I like what he put down. Honestly, with both with that same vein of what we're talking about, or Rendon, Anthony Rendon just rode the team that was terrible until yes. like almost the the All Star break with nice numbers, solid numbers, through and won the World Series. He's the re- he hit an enormous bomb. He sure did when nobody could touch Zach Grinky. He sure did an, a huge bomb, laser, and he had just got carved. Eight bad, eight bad before. <laughs> just got carved. Yeah. Gives you crazy leather at third base. Yep, you maybe have two guys with better leather than him at third base, but you're never going to lose with his leather. No, uh, I, I mean 
They gotta. They have to figure out a way to do the differential. Now let's go to the pitching side. Cy Young, Verlander picked it up, but I would would have went with Garrett Cole. Although Verlander had that no no. I'm not mad. What, I'm not what, mad at neither one of them. That's no. what took it over the top, yeah, in my I'm opinion. I'm not mad at either one of them. That's what took it the top, in yeah. my opinion. Is that that no hitter? It's just devastating. You yeah. see that no hitter, you're like, oh, nice game. Oh, and then he ended up getting over 300 Ks yeah. to punch guys out. Both of them. National League. I talked to you earlier in the season. I told you, I was telling everybody, Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. He never gets carved. He never gets beat up. Shortly after I said that, he, <laughs> he went, got, got gutted, gutted by, by the Marlins. <laughs> and from that point forward, Jacob DeGrom took the game so personally, he absolutely, totally dominated on a very mediocre team that finally started to come into its own and overachieve because of Rookie of the Year sensation. Uh, Pete Alonzo. There's not even any discussion about that. He was right. a rookie of the year. That's it. Yeah. I and mean, he arguably could have been the MVP, low key. Yes. If, uh, they could have went to the. They could have went to the playoffs. Um, Jacob, man, his work is beautiful. It was beautiful. I, I, the only person that to me was close was Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty, what he did the second half of the season was unbelievable. Yeah, but Jake did it all year. Yeah. And and Almost Jack, and Jack did it. Yeah. I mean, two two yeah. two back to back starts. Now then, you have um, in the American League. You had the uh, rookie of the year going unanimously to Jordan Alvarez, and I know you didn't feel that. Talk to me. It was too far, too far with the unanimous. Because you know what, Eloy Jimenez in Chicago put up great numbers, except that he's not in a major market, and he's Chicago not is a major market. Well, he's in a major market, but he's not in the 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 A side of Chicago. Let's put it like that. I think he got hurt too much, and I think he struck out too much. Jordan Alvarez came up. He didn't. And there's also this fascination, which was Jordan Alvarez gave you similar numbers, if not better numbers than Eloy's in a shorter span because he didn't come up until like late May, early June and tore the league up. I'm not mad at Eloy. Yeah, I but got with them Eloy, both on my fantasy yeah, teams. Because, but with Eloy's injuries, his numbers aren't. How many more bats did um, that your boy have? I don't know. Jordan, but the, I don't even my, know if he had more. That's the thing. Yeah. Eloy started with the Major League squad. Eloy had a 30. Jordan didn't start with the Major League squad. He didn't get to but Eloy, Eloy started, but he didn't start uh, playing the season until after the first month because he was injured. No, but he played He played a few games, got injured. He did the injuries. Think, the injuries really the injury hurt took him off real, but I don't think that he would have won the the, um, the rookie of the year anyway with the way that they have it designed right now. And Jordan came in with a big splash, and I'm not mad at Jordan. He came in with a big splash, and he, and I also appreciate the way he adjusted in the World I Series. Just, I just think that I didn't think that he really made the adjustments that we needed. He, did. he started hitting the ball, yeah, a little bit, but it was, was a little hard. bit too late. But the thing of it is, it was a little game bit too six late. and seven. He was hitting the baseball, but he's there for power. He wasn't hitting for power, and that he, he gave you, I think, maybe one bomb in the, all of the series. And and you talk about a guy like Eloy because Eloy has power like four or five. Eloy has power like he has power. Oh, Eloy has light tower power. Yeah, light tower power. He's got get it out of Yosemite kind of power. That's not even in question. My thing of it is is that Eloy did probably with Jordan coming in the way that he did, he shouldn't have won it. But I think that Jordan's going to have a a hard time next season because of the holes that he showed in his bat and his approach in the in the. I think the kid's going to be all right. He's still really young. And Both of them are. Yeah. 22, 23. Now, along those lines, the big, big news is the Houston Astros were in a in, in line to sweep and have a triple crown of the awards, Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Cy Young, potentially. And the biggest news out of all of it was the sign-stealing scenario that popped up that your Houston Astros look like the New England Patriots of Major League Baseball. Take a minute. And tell us what you think about the situation. Well, I feel like it's overblown. Um, 
even with the Patriots scenario, with you comparing them to the Patriots, the Patriots, that can make a easy – football is way easier to mix and match than it is to hit a baseball. If you're going to hit a baseball, even somebody tells me what's coming, if they're throwing 99 miles an hour – that does not mean that I can hit it. Even if you change the speed, even if you change the speed, there's the breaking ball has so many different speeds and options that. Yeah, but all things being equal, these are professionals. So if you're talking about video footage, I'm not talking about stealing signs. I'm I actually am not mad at stealing signs because part because of the all game of the teams do that. It's stealing signs, and also part of the game is being defensive to teams trying to steal your signs. Exactly. So you have to be secretive. That's another part. Of, that's like an inside baseball thing that you have to know about. But. In real life, if there is a video system set up, you're not getting the video on the. On, yes, it no, was live. That's what do you think all those videos were about? They weren't getting the side. They weren't. Yes, they, they were. were. The signs, but they could. The video of me seeing it is not there while I'm in. Yes, on, it that, is. on the game. What are you talking about? That's what the Danny. Watch the Danny Farquhar video. Watch a series of those videos, and it's undeniable. They can't. I'm telling. As you. soon as the fastball sign gets dropped, there's no bang. As soon as the off speed, yeah, but that's just the sound. But if, even if I know when I used to play, and somebody told me what's coming, I would tell them personally, I don't want to know. Yeah, but that's you. Yeah, but most that's, of the players, a lot of the players are like that, and not just play- because. No, I mean, no. I like regular mustard instead of spicy Dijon. That doesn't mean no. that I can then. T- and it also say doesn't everybody- mean. But it also doesn't mean that you can make contact. Just like when people, They're if that was the case, ball players. But if that was the case, everybody would have fifty home runs on the Astros, a hundred home runs. That's not the no, case. No, it's not only you home runs. You it's overall offense. Just because and, and I know a year before, before I'm going to hit the ball before, and, and a year before, it's so blown out of proportion. AJ Hinch snidely made it sound like, "Wow, if that's all we had to do to beat the Yankees or rattle the Yankees," I would have said it a long time ago. And there, that series was tight. I'm t- I think it. It's I think so blown I think, out of proportion. I don't think so. I think it's it factors so blown, in. It does, I think it factors. Might in. help one guy. I think it. You got thirty videos of it helping the whole team. But that doesn't mean that they executed just because baseball is not a. a you that, you got videos of them executing. You have videos of them spitting on O2 nasty off speed pitches. I, I'm telling you, you to make contact is more not, than you're a, talking to a baseball player. I know how hard it is. Or it's what, more what than I'm just being saying, able to look at. Of course, but it's an advantage. And what I'm saying, all is, teams do it. And what they, just they don't, don't use do videos it. exactly. But that's exactly but that's, that's all I'm saying. saying. But there's still a sign. Still a sign. Still no, a sign. It's not yes, scary. It Stop yes, it. Yes, it is. If you have a video and that video system I, instantly so transfers overrated. to tell you the thing, overrated. Wow, you you sound like a Trump supporter. That's like you're not looking at the video footage. No. You're not looking at the you're looking at the video footage in the Yankees Astro series. It's clear that it was a factor. No, wow, wow, I don't buy it. I see that you man, you're you're a more staunch defender of the Astros than the Astros are at this point. Wow, the Astros aren't coming out and saying anything because Carlos Beltran came out and and shout out to the Mets for picking up Carlos Beltran. I think that's a great hire, by the way. Carlos Beltran said it's not going on, and he not on his watch. He didn't do it. He 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 stole the signs the regular kind of way that most guys do. (laughs) Because everybody, while everybody's walking around acting like they're walking on water, everybody, every team out there tries to steal signs. It gives you a little ne- a little edge if you know what's coming when somebody's dirty. But for the most part, it's not going to change the game like that because everybody's been stealing signs forever. If you're at first base and you can catch a sign that a catcher's throwing to give you an opportunity to steal a bag, you look in and do it. There's but not at, video footage to help you with that. Yeah, but there is video footage when I no. look at it the next day. They're but not that, doing not video that footage. Day. No, yes, not no. Johnny on the spot. Yeah, when after I take my bag going to the dugout, talking, look at it and say, "Oh, he's doing it." Not talking That's about stealing like bags. Tipping his We're pitches. talking about in real time. So if I see a tip, a so pitcher, what happened with you, Darvish? 
Let's go straight to it. What happened to you, Darvish? You, Darvish, carved that whole October. Carved was the most dominant pitcher in that October until he faced the Astros. Because he was tipping pitches. He was tipping pitches. That's what happened. You tip pitches, you get your tits lit. Come on, Tom. Come on, Tom. You 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 stretching it. You won't even acknowledge the nonsense, which is crazy. That's not nonsense to me because I know that every team in baseball does it. They don't do go as far as the video and maybe and that's and that's all and maybe that's, and maybe some of them have. But that's all but everybody the thing of it is that I'm saying that's that you still have to make contact saying, with the people. All everybody is even saying with is people, they don't go as far as the video. The video is what took the Patriots to the next level. Video having a video of somebody's team practicing and spying is different than just saying, "Oh, okay, well we've studied film." Yeah, you're supposed to study game Hitting film. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do. Nobody's in disputing sports. that. And regardless, you're, you're, if you know something apples and oranges. No, that's not apples and oranges. Yes, when you know something's coming, you literally. If you're a major league ball player and you know something is coming, because a hundred miles an hour, and, they, and, 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 and the person that everybody came out and apologized to you, Darvish, but the person that nobody apologized to, that I do believe that it happened to this year when they did it, is Tyler Glasnow, because Tyler Glasnow is out there with crazy, explosive, dumb, stupid cheese, and they jumped on Tyler Glasnow in the first two innings like it, like he was a, a single A pitcher. Well, why was he affected the first time out then? He wasn't as yes, he was the first was time the first, out. The first, the first, the first no? game. I guess he was. No? They took he him out early when he four or five or something yeah, like that, that, and that's it. They took him out. He was effective. Maybe they didn't have their video. Maybe they didn't have their video feed turned on top. <laughs> Tyler Glass. Maybe they wanted to see if they could actually beat him fairly. Yeah, they beat everybody fairly. Tyler uh, Glass now full of junk. Tyler Glass now had a problem because he couldn't control his fastball. If you can't control your fastball, and they then that's when the but the benefit comes in because I know that you can only get your dookie over. I'm swinging at that. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Classic ozone, folks. Classic freaking bone over here. Mm. We got the NBA. We're going to go through it quick because we need to set up and uh, we're going to get you guys some more content this week. But fourth quarter, George is back. Paul George is back. And unfortunately, you didn't get a chance to watch him with Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard does a new thing called load management, which is amazing because if he wasn't a 200 millionaire, he would pay to play in rec leagues and at the park and everywhere else. And mess up his knees like everybody And mess else. up his knees and walk funny like me. Um, but whatever it is, what it is. Paul George was disappointed in his game, and his game was fantastic. <laughs> his game was fantastic. His game was extraordinary. Yeah, something, ten rebounds, and some kind of assist. assist. He Man, gave you he crazy number. Work gave you great fantasy. He gave you. <laughs> he gave you great fan duel, chop. Great fan duel. You got anything else you want to throw in before we get out of here? No, that's a pretty action packed adventure. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, gonna leave you with a quote. And a quote from someone anonymous, actually. And it is, don't tell people your plans. Show them your results. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and this is The Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.